Hello, 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 hello. Everybody, welcome back to our severe case of indecision and our completely biased opinions with Ian and Tyler. You're listening to Sound Audits. How are we doing, Ian and Tyler? I'm fantastic, sir. I'm doing it actually pretty well myself. Um, we've finally kind of figured out my internet situation with Zoom. And this is going to be so fucky because I know that the timeline screwed up because we record uh, these intros and outros after we record the initial interview. We don't give the intro outro until after just so we can kind of base the intro and outro off of what the interview was like. Um, and now I'm recording on my phone through Zoom, which I've been recording on my computer, which is why we've been having so much trouble with my internet, apparently. So, there's that. But, other than that, I'm all good. <laughs> I'm much happier now that I'm visible. I'm, I'm very happy with that, too. It's nice to hear you coming from the, the States rather than Mars. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's an ideal situation. Uh, we had a really interesting interview with Messing Around, and uh, it is not Messing Around. We discovered it's not Mason Around or anything like that. Even though there's some weird articulation things in the name, it is Messing Around. Right, which she said is clearly just a play on words, and yeah. it makes sense. The guy was super, super chill to talk to. Uh, he's just a people pleaser. He just wants to make people happy, make people feel good. That's very clear through his, I would describe it as groovy, his very groovy vibe, chill music. He's got two projects uh, up now, and he's got three under his belt. Only two are on streaming platforms. He has one album coming out this summer, which he said is a switching of gears for his music he has i I guess he's straying from his his style and i think it's gonna be a significantly bigger project than we have seen from him in the past and it was just he was a pleasure to talk to yeah absolutely super chill guy even though i was only cognizant for half of the (laughs) half of the interview because my internet was so fucked up but I'm so sorry to you messing around. I'm. It's. It's nothing personal. I promise. I swear to God, it's nothing personal. It's just Comcast. <laughs> <laughs> just Verizon, dude. Oh, those are the. Those are my people. Mm. Yeah, Verizon. Shout Verizon out to really know how to make you feel like feel special. They really know how to make treat you like a fucking fish. Shout out to Verizon wow. for sponsoring this episode. Just wanted to say. Yeah, absolutely. And by sponsoring, that means we are paying them money to be on this episode. Okay. With that, we are going to go ahead and get into the. We're going to go ahead and get into the interview. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Let's do that. (laughs) 
Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our severe case of indecision and our completely biased opinions with Ian Tyler. And today we have another very special guest for our still unnamed interview edition of the podcast. Uh, everybody, welcome to the stage, Mr. Uh, Brandon Mason, Mason Around. I'm doing Mason fine. Around. Okay, I'm so, I was gonna, that's my first question. So confused because I was wondering if it was a, 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 a uh, play on words or like a double entendre or something like that, but I guess it's just messing around. Yeah, but it's a play on words. It's always a play on words. <laughs> okay. We're really glad that you could sit down and chat with us. And I've been following you on Instagram since about January and <laughs> watching wow. all of your your videos. And I've actually been following you on my personal account. I don't know about the Sound Artist page or not because that came later. Um, but repeatedly, I've just been impressed by the videos you've been posting playing guitar and uh, recently your IGTV videos that you've been cranking out have been really enjoyable to watch. So with uh, when, when COVID hit and we figured that all of the artists that we're listening to are stuck inside, it's the time to take advantage and reach out to people and see who will, uh, will talk to us because most people don't have other things going on if they're in the music industry. So the first thing that I wanted to ask you was just what brought Messing Around into existence and how did you get started in this? How did I get started into the music scene or how, or how did I get involved into... Um... All of it. Okay. Um, really, really deep, good question that everyone should want to know. Um, so I really want to have a good answer for this and not just <laughs> There's no pressure. a little answer to not sum it up. Um, to sum it up, if I was to say what brought all this, I would just say love and uh, unity and, and people and friends and family and um, the good and bad is what is how Messing Around became something is through all the good all the bad, all the tears, all the happiness, all the boringness, all the enjoyment. It's just everything involved with everything and everyone. And it's becoming something. And um, I think just having that vision, I think it's all about a vision. And people like you and I uh, just need to believe and if someone out there can believe in themselves and has that vision, then, you know, I think it's going to look more clear than someone that doesn't have a vision, that has no idea what's going on. So I don't really know what the hell is going on, but I like to think I know what's going on. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> where, where are you based out of? I'm based in Pennsylvania. Oh, very good. Well, we are, we are in Maryland, north of Baltimore, so oh, we're not too far. We're stones throw from there. Yes. Hmm. I'm curious oh, cool. how you got started in music. What was your, what was your, uh, tell me your humble beginnings in when it comes to, uh, what was the first inlaid? How did you get yourself involved in the scene? Hmm. Good question again. Um... I got my first little kid drum kit um, 
it was like a little three piece with a little symbol in the middle. It was the smallest little thing. So I started off on just the rhythm section and just, I had no idea how to keep, I didn't even know what music was at such a young age. I just knew, I, I knew how to keep, keep beat. I knew how to hum. I knew how to freaking tap on the school desk and get in trouble. That's all I know. Um, <laughs> so I kept the, I just kept with the drums. I was in love with, I remember I was in love with like a Maroon 5 album and like a Maroon 5, uh, yeah, Green Day. Green Day and Maroon 5. I don't know why I'm saying that right now, but. You gotta start somewhere. <laughs> I was digging them during my early years of drumming. And then I wanted to get more into like dynamics, even though drumming is very dynamic, but I just wanted to get more into like hands-on, hands-on action. And so I started off in ukulele about age 15. So I started beginning to open my eyes to like songwriting, um, open my eyes into just like music and playing live music. And I never knew, I didn't know it was going to be such a big thing. And then I got involved into the guitar and that's what basically did it for me. Um, I recorded my very, 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 very first album called Adventure Walks. And um, I got suspended from school for 10 days. <laughs> in in uh middle school and so i was like okay i could sit these 10 days and cry cry and do nothing and just you know but every middle school kid's like oh my god thank god so right. like you know i'm going to create this album so i created adventure walks and um from that point on to now i i see a lot lots of difference lots of changes and lots of um growth in my music and i'm just very very excited i basically started playing live music out in the streets um at age 15 i would literally go out in westchester every single day um on the streets and play music i would make like 100 bucks a day um wow. 15 just doing that every single day all day it was there was no stopping so your first album came out of was a result of being naughty at school <laughs> i guess i guess so yeah well that's good that it provided you with that creative outlet i'm glad you got the ad opportunity because it spiraled into something much bigger than that yeah was the feedback on your first album release make you want to keep pursuing this um of or was course, it more for you it was it was it's always for me i mean it is for the people but in the end it's it's always for me and that that record i just wanted i just solely did for myself and when you solely do things for yourself people are going to see that and they're going to feel it and see it like wow like this guy is doing his own thing this guy is making a record this guy is releasing songs this guy plays live shows like good for this guy well fifteen thousand followers later i'd say that's you've proven that true we're getting there. We're getting there. So are you two or three albums deep into your discography? Because <laughs> um, what, so, what you said doesn't go with Apple Music, which is what I was looking at your stuff well, on. Yeah, Apple Music, Adventure Walks isn't on um, Spotify or Apple. Adventure right. Walks, you only find that on SoundCloud and YouTube. Um, so I, I recorded Adventure Walks, and then I believe a year or two later, I recorded Summer of Love. I think that was the 2017 album, mm -hmm. Summer of Love. That was like three years ago. Um, 
and that that's what spiraled morally into what is happening now um i have a new record dropping this summer called feels good to be a weird kid and um i can't wait for the album to drop because it's just it's so different from everything that i've ever done before and it's i'm like showing myself off in a way because it's like it's something that i never thought i could do you know like i would say two years ago i would have no idea on how to do what i'm doing now so it's really incredible to see not just me grow but people around me grow and um it's cool because we all have something to share and spread so that's really cool for that to happen i'm just curious because you said uh, in your early years, you listened to Green Day, bands like Green Day and Maroon 5. Um, and obviously, you have grown a lot since then. I'm curious what you would say your influence is, what you, what you listen to now. What is the, what's the sound palette that you're pulling from now? Um, I listen to a lot of Burt Campart, which is like really, really like, it's like 19, late 50s, early 50s. It's like orchestra pieces, jazz. Gotcha. I listen to a lot of orchestra jazz right now. Didn't you kind of recently release uh, a cover of one of those like vocal pop era songs? Yeah. Um, Red Roses for the Blue Lady. Who is that by originally? Is that by the guy? Um, who wrote that freaking song? Um, there's so many people that have composed it and like. Reached- I'm sure that's. Yeah. Uh- I forget the very moment, but that's a good question. I, I got to get back on that. Is that sort of what pushed you to cover that song? Was just your enthusiasm uh, in that era of music at that point? Yeah, I mean, um, so I would say about a year ago, I just like got introduced into like LPs and singles. And so I just like wanted a lot of records. So I was driving in Westchester one day and I saw that this record store um, was closing. So they had all these freaking records out for everyone to grab. And so when I see a bunch of records, I'm like, okay. So I grabbed like two big boxes of records and throw it in my truck and freaking drive straight to my house. I literally listened to every single record, but one record that stood to me was uh, Burt Campart, uh, Blue Midnight. Um, that's, album is incredible and that's that's the album that really got me involved into like this oldies 50s like um doo-wop bands i don't know but it got me introduced into that that's super cool dude thank you have you put out an ep at any point (laughs) i i I, I was just curious because it seems like it seems like it's becoming more and more popular with digital streaming to put out a shorter project and that's more acceptable now and albums i'm i'm worried that eventually albums will be thrown to the wayside and I, it was one of the things that i noticed in looking at your apple music was there were no shorter projects they were full length projects to listen mm-hmm. to and i was i was interested in that and i was wondering if is if that was something that you would be open to or it doesn't matter one way or the other or you just your take yes um so it's like by the time i'm i'm almost thinking of an ep i already have all the songs ready for an album anyways so in my eyes i'm like it's not even worth doing an ep because i'm already gonna be writing a whole lp's worth anyway um but yeah but we've been doing that 
I've been doing that for like three years now. So I believe it's time for a change. After this record, I want to start getting more into like singles. Um, like what you're talking about, just the shorter projects, one song, someone can listen to it and then have a full on perspective on this artist rather than they have to listen to the whole album, which I mean, in today's society, no one freaking listens to a whole album unless that they listen to it on a record player which is sad these days because someone can work so hard on LP and it doesn't get hurt at all. And I had that happen to me, but the ones that really believe in themselves, the ones that know this record for the shit are going to freaking share it and spread it until everyone hates you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cherry picking has definitely become mainstream with radio and now streaming. Mm -hmm. So it is, it is definitely a, an oddity to find someone who goes back and will listen from start to finish through a project. Yeah. Um, we saw, we actually talked to uh, tree theater last week hmm. and saw your collaboration with him. And I was wondering how that came about. So he already created the instrumental um, of what, you know, as flowers today. Um, and he needed a vocalist. He needed something to go on it. And so I obviously was like, yeah, dude, I'll do it. So we're all hanging out one day. Um, his setup at the day was just like a freaking messy ass room, one microphone, the shitty ass laptop. Um, and it's still like that, but his music is, oh my God, it's a freaking amazing. So I'm not going to like judge a book by his cover because like his production's amazing, even though he does it in like a freaking room with one microphone and a shitty Dell laptop. I mean, it works. <laughs> so I, um they locked me up in a room for like 20 minutes is what i thought could have been five hours but it was only probably 20 minutes uh one take and that was flowers and that's what you hear damn that's yeah, not so that's not the answer i was expecting <laughs> yeah somehow it just happened like that that's crazy i'm curious about like what your perspective from branching from that what um no different way to word that um are you a fan of kind of um being sort of a feature on somebody is collaboration something that you're super into like you're fine with people coming to you and being like hey come be on my project you know it, is that do you ever uh get worried that you won't have enough of a say in like the creative process or anything like that hmm. on other people's stuff i mean they can really jip you if you guys don't set a certain like oh, ratio and like the percentage of what the song the credits are, I can see it can get it can get very like where's my money? Like where where's my cut or like where's my credit? Right. It can get picky sometimes, but like for all my records, I had all my friends on the records, so I mean I never got anything bad yet. So we'll see if the records hit platinum and then they'll probably come saying, where's my cut? Right, right. Are there any aspects to albums or previous works you wish you could go back and maybe tweak or change a bit? Because you were saying that what you would have done two years ago is very different from what you are doing now. So mm -hmm. I'm curious, if you would go back in time, would you leave it the way it is or is there something you would change? The only record I think I would change w would be Sex in the Sky. Um, 
that was a very fast album for me. I recorded that like really, really, really quickly. And um, clearly I, I should have spent more time um, producing it and engineering it and mixing and mastering it. I didn't really know what the hell I was doing with mixing and mastering. So um, I wish I had just, I wish I could go back in time and, you know, there still is time to remaster it. It's just like the times have changed. I'm already busy doing other projects. So I think if I have some free time, I can go back, get all the stems, mix and master it, re-release it, put it on an LP or something. The most logical way to go about things that both – uh, from the perspective of your own creative sanity and from the perspective of uh, more streams and just more listeners coming into a newer project instead of older material. Yeah, that's true. Is there anything that bothers you about the music industry? And I know that that's a broad statement, but is there anything that really just rubs you the, the wrong way or irks you? Because there, there are there are a lot of things that really bug me, especially recently. It seems like uh, you don't need to be good to blow up. You just need to be a personality. And I know that back in the day, you needed to have at least some credibility. You needed to have some talent for you to even be given the shot or the platform to become something. And it seems like now you can cover yourself in tattoos, dye yourself whatever way, uh, it just not have anything to back besides what your what shell your your shell looks like, and I was wondering if you have any takes on the industry or that in particular. It's just something that has been like really tearing at me lately because it drives mm -hmm. me crazy. Because there's so many people that are just beyond talented that aren't given what they should be because yeah. there are flashier things to look at. Mm -hmm. listen to yeah you literally said it yourself like there's so many freaking talented musicians out there that just get blacklisted not just by labels but by everyone um and like labels aren't gonna just yeah the whole music industry is a little whack in my eyes now um i used to look at show business and i used to be like oh i love show business because it's like they're putting on like this act and like this cool like just to keep the show going and now it's i think it's like reared in the wrong way and it's like very different from what it has been and um um i think yes there's a lot of talented artists out there that don't even have like two streams on spotify um and i'm talking like for myself also and for everyone out there that is just like working really hard on, on themselves and like, you know, really believes in themselves and loves their music and like thinks they should like have more. And, you know, I, I, I think everyone believes that they should like, you know, have more and do more. I don't think everyone should just stop and be comfortable with where they're at. I'm always striving. And I think, I think the ones that keep on striving and don't give up are the ones that are going to reach it. Um, and I, I'm a firm believer in not giving up on a craft or something that I love, you know, because for me, it's like I can never give up on music. I'm never going to give up on music because it's something that is in me. I can't just give up music. I'll give it myself if I have to. Right. That's a great way to put it. I saw in your, uh, in your bio a Twitch link. 
mm-hmm. is that you or is that someone that you are you are promoting are you a twitch that streamer? was, that was uh, yesterday um i was on this uh this all day festival thing in uh, la and um oh yeah i saw that you did I did. I saw. I guess I saw about that on your on your Instagram page. But I, I yeah, I saw that you were a part of that. I was going to uh, ask you about that. <laughs> what was that like? It was really cool. Um, just like this, it's it's like really cool to say that you and I are involved in this COVID nineteen like online. You know, I'm sure you guys do this in general because you guys are like a podcast. I don't know if you guys do this in person. If you guys do this in person, when this whole thing's done, I would love to come by. Play no, we would love that. Absolutely. Oh, Perfect. hell yeah. We actually, we've taken this whole COVID thing as an opportunity to start doing this since artists have more free time on their hands, obviously. It's easier to get a hold of people. Um, cool. So it just opens up more time for interpersonal relations, if you know what I mean. But I'm curious as to what you think about that whole, this whole um, things moving very digital lately i also saw this thing about um there are some people moving live um moving to live just for like drive-in theaters there are people doing drive-in concerts now what is hmm. do, do you think this is the future of the industry is this more of just a now thing do you be down to do a drive-in concert i mean it sounds pretty cool to me not like a an actual in-person concert but i mean you get what you can at this point that sounds fantastic and i'm just like <laughs> you talking about that i'm already having like the idea of like where i'm doing it <laughs> my man my man <laughs> he's got he's got a vision <laughs> yes, what sir. a guy <laughs> you guys got a vision yeah. too you guys know what you guys are doing thank you i appreciate thank it thank you appreciate that of course I was reading a lot of things earlier today. Do you think that independent venues are going to make it out of this thing okay? Because I, I, there's been multiple, there's been multiple venues in Philadelphia that I've been a fan of, and one of them was the Trocadero. And unfortunately, that has been it used to be a very, it used to be an old theater, but it's uh, it was kind of melted down into this metal club essentially, and uh, it got shut down just because it couldn't. It couldn't keep shows going, couldn't afford it. And I mean, this would have killed it, but I'm worried that the clubs that I'm used to going to here are going to be taking, I know that they are taking a big hit from this, but I, it'll be interesting to see how many actually make it out of it. Um, the reason why they probably went down was because they only diversified their music into metal. Um, which I don't know if I, I heard about the Chaka Dare and I'm sure they had all kinds of different music. Um, it's just venues these days are just getting ripped off. Um, like, I feel like if I was to create my own venue right now, I, could, I feel like I could be, do better than most venues that are, like, with the government because they're getting screwed over. Most, most music venues are getting so screwed. No one goes to that shit anymore, you know? Like, people are doing it themselves. Like, if you have a house, if you have, a, if you have land, you can have your own festival. You can make your own money. If you have your house, you can have shows every freaking day you can have showcases every single day you can have freaking a festival every single day in your freaking house right and you can make all that money and pay rent with the show there's a there's a sizable festival here that was created by a bunch of 
random people and it's called Cornchella. <laughs> it takes place on a farm and it's, it's, it's legit. Like there's great sound run and great people coming and it, it's just on a person's farm. So you're absolutely right in that. Like it doesn't, it certainly doesn't take a lot to, to get that going. You just need to have the right people and the, I guess the right motivation. Mm-hmm. I think independent is, is the only thing that's going to strive right now because it's, it's just, if you, if it's just crazy. Cause when you're just starting out, you're like, you need that support by your friends. You need that support by people that you love and trust. And that's what keeps the ball rolling is when your friends can spread the news. When, when, um, when people want to work with you, like this podcast, like, news stations want to freaking talk to you and i don't know when everything starts to freaking work it works and as soon as it doesn't work clearly nothing works no you're absolutely so I think, right oh no, i think right now everyone's thinking and feeling i nothing's working but like for me and you guys i think we're working out you know it's working yeah yeah and i think you have to make the best of the situation because we could certainly be very depressed right now and ian and i always record our show together in our studio that we have set up and that's just not an option right now because we we can't and we're we're in maryland i don't know what the regulations are in pennsylvania but maryland you can be pulled over on the road for going out to um for non non non-essential reasons and i think i think yesterday actually they allowed for like recreational things and you could go play golf now the golf courses are open but for the past past two months or so it's been uh like you can go to the grocery store and you can come back and that's it and we haven't been able to see each other so we're trying to make the best of the situation by doing this through zoom and um contacting people we want to talk to like you (laughs) so it's funny though because they're they're treating this whole thing like Nazi Germany. Like you can't go anywhere, you can't go outside, or like I don't know. Oh, it, I mean, if you want to break it down from a legal standpoint, it, near everything that they have done so far is in violation of your your constitutional rights in one form or another. If you really boil down and look at it, and personally, I'm not trying to catch anything, so I'm not like gonna freak yeah. out and start protesting and stuff. You know, that's not for me. But I, I you know, I understand why people are not happy you know yeah i definitely recommend, i definitely recommend not driving right now because i did get pulled over and i got freaking charged for this whole freaking uh, you got quarantine for 14 days even though i already did quarantine for 14 days but they're now just saying you gotta do it for real this time so i it's like how can they yeah get away with it? yeah know. that's crazy yeah no another album <laughs> I know. Yeah, we'll be ready for that one. It's going to be interesting, all of the things that are going to be repercussions of this. Like, certainly, for one thing, there's going to be an like an insane baby boom like nine months from now. Just wait and see how many children are born. You think the hospitals are plagued right now? People are stuck home. There's nothing else to do. That's going to be insane. All the music that's going to come from this. Like, there's a lot of yeah. economics. This is, <laughs> this is going to touch every base. Yeah, we are in a generation right now. So, wow, that's true. Yeah, something to think about. Thank you for joining us today. It was really cool to to talk to you. And um, we'll certainly be promoting your album and the release of that and 
super excited to listen to it because we both listen to your stuff, um, at least what's been available on the streaming platforms. Uh, is there anything you want to say or plug before we head out? I just want to say thank you guys for doing what you guys do. Um, you guys don't just save my life, but you guys are saving everyone else's lives and making everyone feel good. And um, I mean, if it wasn't for you guys, like most people wouldn't be getting heard. Like I would be getting heard. Your next interviewer wouldn't be getting heard. So you guys are keeping the ball alive. You know, most most people are like dead right now. So I'm grateful for you guys. Thank you guys so much for wanting to have me. I feel blessed and honored to have been on the show. So thank you guys so much. Of course. Thank you for thank coming you, on, man. sir. Pleasure to have you. Thank you. Till next time. All right. See yeah. ya. Peace out. Peace, peace. All right. So that was the man himself messing around. Again, as you can see, I don't need to reiterate much that I said, but super fucking chill dude um and absolutely all about whatever the hell he's doing and obviously all about uh everything around him super positive guy super awesome to talk to um it was just a pleasure to have him on the show it really was uh and he had a lot of interesting commentary i guess you could say about everything yeah. I, I'm certainly going to be on the lookout for his new project. Yeah, I'm certainly excited to see where he'll go with his sound. It's, um, it's, it's really crazy. He's got 15.3 thousand followers on Instagram and more followers on the Twitter and the Facebook and all the other socials and, and places. And I'm sure his streaming numbers are up there, but the the man is he's getting there he's well on his way he is certainly over the curve of that initial stagnant maybe a couple hundred to a thousand followers he has he's over that hump and people seem to love his music i mean i'm very happy for the guy and it's cool that we got to yeah. we got to catch him at this point in his career i definitely think he's yeah. i definitely think he's going places and i'm i'm excited for it mm-hmm. absolutely I'm just excited to see how he'll grow with time and how his music will age with him. I think that's going to be an interesting turn of events, especially with what he was saying he was listening to at the time and um, how he said he listened to music. It's definitely going to be interesting to see where he'll take that. Right. I hope, I hope from what he said, it seems like his, the, the new app, the new episode, the new album will uh, speak to themes of maturity and I'm I'm hoping we'll get that on on this project that coming out this summer. Yeah. Uh, check out the uh, the story on our Instagrams. We'll surely be posting about it, and maybe we'll get him back on when we drop our review of the project. Should we deem it interesting? With that being said, everyone, thank you for listening. We have new episodes every Friday, 9 a.m. We also have episodes on Sunday, 9 a.m. If it's not an interview, it'll be another special episode of reviews or classic reviews or discography audits or something along those lines. We'll figure it out and it'll be there. So keep on the lookout for that. Uh, We are ecstatic that 
that you are listening. If you want to check out our socials, you can follow us on Instagram at Sound Audits. You can follow us on Twitter at Sound Audits. You can check out our website, soundaudits.com. Reach out to us through email, soundaudits at gmail.com. If you would like to be featured on an episode, if you would like your music to be featured, if you want to be interviewed, uh, we'll certainly look into you and at least have an awesome conversation. We want to meet as many of you as we can. And uh, new episodes, they're coming. Keep listening. Yeah. We love your support. If you would like to donate to us, you can do so through our anchor page. Um, for the price of two gumballs, you can support two broke college kids. 99 cents is the amount well, thanks, that, man. that we would love. Just 99 cents. That's it. Make us very happy. Thank you for listening. Give us a hearty lunch. You have been sound audited new reviews coming out friday 9 a.m eastern standard new interviews hopefully pretty consistently coming out sunday 9 a.m eastern standard and um again thank you all for listening we love you love you love you uh stay safe continue to stay safe uh for the both of us please uh and we will see you all in the next edition of sound audits peace, peace out